Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Hello again, Jim Gerhardt, along with Bob Williams. And uh, we are, of course, pursuing the, the question, where are we going? And why are we in the handbasket? I think we had a good exhibition of why we're in the handbasket or where the handbasket's uh-huh. going with the shenanigans in, uh, in Congress. Oh, yeah, it's been a crazy week. I, I want to start with a salute uh-huh. to the, uh, especially the Democratic leadership in the, uh, the Congress, uh, the House of Representatives and the Senate, and congratulates them on their, no doubt, uh, enshrinement in the Guinness Book of World Records as the most egregious waste of time and untold millions of dollars in pursuit of an asinine project. And I think, in, <laughs> so I want to, I extend this salute to the, first of all, to the, uh, the, uh, the leadership in the Congress. Here, I salute you. And to those in the Senate, I would say, no, I'm not, not, not going to do that. But, any, but you, you know what I mean. Okay. I, uh, it's, a f- it's a family life. It's nonverbal communication. Yeah, we really. do very well. It's a just festival of uh, Sicilian hand gestures I was <laughs> performing there. Uh, so, it was yeah. pretty predictable, the uh, result yesterday. Can you imagine what would happen if during the off-year election the uh, Senate had been won by the Democrats? Mm, the no. president would be impeached. I don't know mm-hmm. exactly how they... Uh, if they had their way, they would ride him out of Washington on a rail, but, but nevertheless, he would be gone. The country would be in some kind of a chaos hmm. because there would be, well, 65 million people voted for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And the charge was egregious because what if he did what they said he did, this is what is known in diplomacy and in politics as using your leverage. Everybody does it. Yeah. Everybody has done it. Heads of state, people lesser than heads of state, to pursue their political agenda, have uh, somehow struck deals with uh, other people. It's just part and parcel of the game. Uh, But all of a sudden, the Democrats were hysterical to find something to discredit uh, the president before he had a chance to appoint a new Supreme Court justice. That's my my, my take on it. But anyway... uh, they, it didn't happen. Of course, what would happen? I think the market would tank mm. uh, if all of a sudden this happened. And what we have here is the fact that uh, if the market tanks, it's uh, fine with me, with the Wall Street people. But then many Americans, if not most, have their pensions and their income tied yeah, to the market. Everything is tied to that. Tied to the market. Remember the, in 2008, uh, we have 401 k uh, the 401k, the bottom dropped out of it. Yeah, banks of can it, recover, but uh, the individuals, yeah. they really take a hit, especially if you're close to retirement and you're counting on that yeah. money. You uh, know, you, your observations on that now, your, your thoughts. Uh, uh, of course, we're talking about the fact that the president was right. uh, found. Well, I, I, I echo your, you know, thank, thankfully the Senate did not go to the opposition party last mm-hmm. year because it, 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 would, it would have really gone a couple of steps further. Um, you know, hmm. that's what happened because the, the Democrats won the, the House. Uh, they, they took the House, and that's why they got the, the, um, you know, the majority there. It's, just, it was a crazy. It, was, it, it went on a lot longer than it should have. And, of course, uh, Mrs. Pelosi made a horse's butt oh, herself. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's like it, it's, I'm not saying that people should not have their own opinions, and, but 
for goodness sake, this is, it was not the place to do that. Yeah. I mean, she is second or third in line to the presidency, mm-hmm. and she's, you know, just acting like that. So, so on. Well, I, you know, I, right. I talk about the Democrats, and I, I try to be careful and say the leadership of the Democrats, because this is not the people who belong right. to the Democratic Party and support the Democratic Party. It's a fine organization with a great history and, and great agenda and aims. The, uh, the the what the pursuit of liberal political and right. economic uh, no one's philosophies that's right. fine that's fine but uh, what happens is and I felt rather sorry for some of these uh, people in Congress in the in the uh, uh, in the Congress the, uh, the I want to say the legislature the the House of Representatives is especially some of the newer people in there they have to go along with the party game right. Or there are dire consequences. Now, these people plan when you go in there that this is going to be a lifetime career. That is the goal. That is the agenda. And in order to do that, unhappily, you have to give up your right to think for yourself. You have to think for the follow the party's thinking. Now, what they do, they would say, you go along with this, or when you're up for re-election, you get no support. In fact, we will support your opponent in the primary. And well, so, remember, remember back to, uh, New Jersey related back when uh, President Obama was in office, and I forget exactly the story, but uh, Senator Menendez was was uh, speaking out on a topic that was not, uh, you know, well received by mm-hmm. uh, the President Obama and the administration, and he was basically left out there to dry out on a on a plank for a while and well he probably dried out at this plush resort in yeah. uh, the Dominican Republic but, but that's uh, another story you know, they, they left day. him they left him swinging in the breeze for a little while you were talking about political people you said that James Carville is back in town yeah I saw him on one of the uh, shows yesterday that he's uh, very very upset on the the future of the direction of the Democratic Party he says they're all over the place and mm-hmm. there's no way that they're going to be able to uh, compete with uh, President Trump and the in the upcoming election unless they get their message online and, and mm-hmm. get more yeah. uh, central. Well, uh, of course, central. because all they've done is harp on one thing for months and months right now. Nothing's gotten done. Uh, the, the country has so many problems. I mean, you start with immigration. Uh, you get certain areas of the economy. You get, uh, what well, I guess, crime. You, you just go down a whole litany. Yeah. The, uh, the fact of the, the global warming yeah. uh, and uh, pollution. Uh, there's so many things that need to be dealt with, and yet you get nothing because they're all totally consumed with this hissy fit. And back to the uh, State of the Union. There were so many accomplishments that you really can't deny whether you mm-hmm. like the president or not. I mean, the economy is doing mm-hmm. very well. Wall Street reflects that. Um, we're safer overseas. We, the, the list goes on and on. And as I said, w- w- with the fact that the, uh, the Wall Street thing, just remember, keep in mind, if you have a, uh, especially a 401k of that type of pension, or if you depend, as many people do later in life, or not even now, on uh, that to survive and take care of your family, the, uh, <laughs> this is good news. This right. is very good news. And for it you. looks like it even went up uh, substantially since the verdict since came the out verdict yeah, came in, yesterday. Yeah. So it was up over Well, four thank God it wasn't. Yeah, but James Carville, they better listen to him. This is a bright man. Yeah, he changed the political, uh, the, 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 the way campaigning was done Absolutely. back in the 90s. He, and the, he, he, was, he was the uh, in the Clinton campaign. He was one of the managers of the Clinton campaign. Yeah. He came up with this phrase, it's the economy, stupid. That's it. Remember that? Yep. yep. I don't think it made much sense, really, at the time, but that's the, 
but he's quite right. People stop and think about their own uh, place where they're plugged into the economy. Stay on message. Then, then this, Keep talking yeah, about yeah. it. And it got, and he, it got President Clinton elected. He, he came in. Oh, yes. He, got, he came into New Jersey to, to campaign for uh, Governor Florio when uh, he was running against Christy Whitman, which, of course, Christy Whitman won the contest. He was in New Jersey, and he used to call us, the radio station, first time he called. Uh, he said, this is uh, James Carville, and I was a little bit off there before we went on. And you're not sure, because you don't know, because he was much in the news at that time. Yeah. He was quite famous in political circles. And I said, well, I, how do I know that you're James Carville? And not somebody, you know, playing a trick of some kind. And he said, I'll tell you a joke. Okay. Now, remember, he was, uh, the Clintons came from Arkansas. So Carville says, okay, here's the joke. Why did they cancel Halloween and Thanksgiving in Arkansas? I said, why? He said, well, the witch went to Washington and took the turkey with her. I said, okay, you're James Carville. (laughs) So, I mean, and and, and of course, he was one of their top advisors, but he had this great sense of humor. And, uh, And, oh, boy. And just watching him yesterday, you know, 20 years later, he's still got it. He's still quick as a whip. They better listen to him. They better listen to him. They better bring him in. He is a sharp cookie. And you know, and I think he is—he had—he didn't have anything good to say about any of the candidates. I, I mm-hmm. the Democratic candidates. I don't, I don't think he's happy with any of them. So who well, knows who is going to, when all is said and done, who is going to be the nominee? There may be somebody that we yeah. don't even think about right now. Hey, here's one for you. How about Mitt Romney? Oh, God. do you think they, do you, do you think he would ever be considered as the Democratic nominee? For this no, election no, cycle, no, no, even no, after no. he stood up uh, to the president yesterday. No, 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 not at all. He's, uh, you know, unfortunately, his ego is sort of overpowering his sense of reason. I think. But the but the Democrats embraced him. Oh, what a great American well, for sure. standing up to that. You know, well, you know another. The Democrats got their butt kicked. They had to slink off with their tail between their legs. But they got to fight some kind of a rear guard action. Mm. You know, on their way to the outhouse. Uh, and so they're going to be a lot of chest thumping and you know now back, congratulating now, one another for back, fighting the the noble fight. Now back to uh, House Speaker Pelosi. Do you think, or, you know, obviously her behavior was I, I don't think it was appropriate at all for for the State of the Union. Do you think she was just frustrated beyond belief as she's listening to the accomplishments being uh, rattled off by the president and to the point where she's. Should, said to herself, I knew we should not have gone uh, forward with this impeachment. I think she probably somehow it's like the football player who hears the footprints the, you know, behind him, footsteps. the footsteps behind him. Uh, I think she can see that this is a bad mistake. Well, you know, Bob makes a good point that it was a lot of the young Democrats, the, uh, the one who's the representative from New York. Uh, AOC? Yes. She was one of those saying, we got to impeach, got to impeach, got to impeach. And maybe she felt, all right, fine. And we'll she do, wasn't you know. even there at the well, State well, of, of the Union. Of course. I mean, this is what happened. She obviously is bright enough yeah. and uh, politically adept enough to know that this could end up as it did. And, and, and she, pr- she probably... She had, she had so much pressure put on her mm-hmm. by these people. And I think their, uh, their reign of terror over the Congress, this group of, what, five young... Yeah persons i think that that is abating a a bit now you don't hear that much about it but i think she was kind of what what, but terrified of them and maybe thought at the time well maybe this is going to take over but but she did somehow throw the towel in because the longest time she held out yep 
and she was, held up for the for the very right reason. This would be this would be uh, cause uh, instability of the government. Right. And, the, the, like and, the, and the thing I th found, uh, lo, lo, I bet you a lot of people felt frustrated that uh, even on great accomplishments that affect everybody, not just a select few, that there was no recognition by the House Speaker. She would not stand up and clap for the uh, the young girl from the Philadelphia area who received that scholarship wow. for to go to the school of choice. There was no uh, about the border policeman who was uh, doing a great yeah. job. Um, the Tuskegee uh, Airman, the 100-year-old uh, general that they up up to a brigadier general as on his yeah. uh, on his 100th birthday and his grandson who is going to go into the air force and hopefully go to the uh, space program there was no acknowledgement at all no standing no clapping no nothing and not even for the uh, the the serviceman who was brought back uh, from his leave to be reunited with his family you know, I was just thinking just while you shame. were talking there, the line from Paradise Lost, you know, John Milton's great poem. It was the opening speech of Satan when he was thrown out of heaven and landed on earth and gathered some followers around him. And I think the, the, you could put this down to maybe some of their thinking. He said, all is not lost. The unconquerable will and study of revenge, immortal hate, with courage never to submit or yield. That glory never shall his wrath or might extort from us. So I think they're going to sort of go in, hunker down, and plot <laughs> and start plotting revenge. The voice you heard was Dan Alexander. For people who aren't familiar with Dan, is our producer and good friend and crack newsman. Uh, the uh, let's see other things going on. Oh, great lamentations in Trenton today. Oh, what's going in, on in the Justice the ICE uh, roundup yesterday? Uh, the uh, Immigration people, they uh, they collared. I think it's 115. Dan, is that yes. correct? Mm -hmm. Illegal uh, immigrants in the country who had committed crimes, and these crimes. This is just amazing the state, that they got away with it. That just much. in the state here. Right? In the is state, there okay. was a murder. There were murderers, assault, uh, rape, uh, pedophilia. Uh, it goes on and on. Everything, wow. but what jaywalking and Sabbath breaking. I think yeah. they nailed wow. these people for. So I guess uh, they're scratching their heads now, the, the illegals, and saying, what kind of a sanctuary state yeah. is this? You What'd call you this a sanctuary us? state? You yeah. promised we wouldn't get arrested. Uh, but, uh, oh, you know, something else I didn't know reading that story this morning. Was that your story, Dan? Uh, no, that was, uh, I think, David. David Matthau? I think so. Okay, well, David did the story great. I, I got another thing that David did, one of our, our excellent reporters here at this station. But uh, another thing that I, I didn't realize... They said that in the story, it said that anybody who's been deported and returns to the country faces 20 years in jail. I'm sorry, that was Aaron. Aaron wrote the story. Oh, Aaron. Okay, Aaron wrote the story. Congratulations, yeah, Aaron. Aaron. You do Aaron's a great over job. there, too. Great yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> they got great, great news people. Yeah. They always did have great yeah. news people here. Uh, anyway, uh, that's... Uh, uh, that's a biggie with, with with ICE. That's a real slap in the uh, administration's uh, face. Well, no, 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 no. They got an out. Uh, the attorney general had uh, tried to make it clear, probably true, that in the edict that they uh, had issued restraining law enforcement people in the state from getting involved in these things, uh, they said the exception would be criminals, people who had committed crimes, major Correct. crimes. Uh, right, Dan? Yep. They, they did say that all the time. So they're, they're covered there, but they must be awfully disappointed. Yes. So, uh, And, Bob, uh, wasn't, uh, wasn't Bill Spadia on that? 
on that he, bill went on a um a special i don't know which mission it was but he went on a uh, a run with ice earlier this week oh really yeah great for, for his uh, chasing news show great uh so he tagged along and uh, i think the show aired last night i didn't get a chance to see it but uh yeah very very fascinating well, stuff I, I congratu- eye-opening stuff i yeah. congratulate bill for his courage i had the same opportunity when i worked in new york to go out with the local new york police on a foray Scared the hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> I eventually had to let me out of the car. I can't, I can't take it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, okay, well, that's, that's great. Uh, there is a story that, uh, oh, oh, I did want to get into this. I, we're jumping around here. Uh, uh, oh, is, is this, uh, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong. If you catch me looking all over the place, I'm trying to follow a computer screen. And uh, talking to Dan, who is very important here in this. And if you'd like to chime in, write your comments on the screen, and we'll try to address them. Absolutely. I I almost just sat here and read what I had said 10 minutes ago, (laughs) coming back (laughs) from the computer screen. Uh, I wanted to uh, get back to something that became somewhat personal. I had a bout in uh, late November with atrial flutter, which is uh, an electrical problem affecting the heart, not a heart problem per se. But as a result of it, I mean, everything worked out well. It was electro-converted, and everything is fine. But I was put on a prescription uh, called Eliquis, and you may have seen this. They're pushing the hell out of it on television now. And it's an anticoagulant and blood thinner. It seems to be, it almost is a miracle drug. But anyway, temporarily, I'm on that till all this clears up. But, so I went to have the prescription filled. Uh, and they said, $47 copay. Now, I have very good prescription insurance, I thought. $47 copay for a month's worth. That's uh, not bad. That's pretty stiff. So I said, well... Yeah. Oh. Well, well, for a what? month, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, that's, that and is And I said, bad. well, to the pharmacist, says, well, doesn't the uh, prescription insurance cover this? He said, oh, yeah. I said, well, what would happen if I just came in to buy it, if I didn't have insurance? $465. Isn't that something? For a month's worth. Because I'll bet you they do not offer a cash discount. Well, the... Problem. The thing here is, you wonder what about people who can't afford this? What do they do? But I, I don't know. By I mean, and you, large, I think you go they're die. really, really stuck. I mean, there are some assistance programs. Well, yeah, but that, through a credo and, and a couple of specialty pharmacies, they'll get you grants and stuff. But and, that's a real hoop to jump through. Well, here now, here's here's where I had an eye opener. I get to again, David Matthau, our reporter. He had a story, and I, I'm gonna I want to read this from his story. And I don't know, Bob, if you're familiar with this or not. But it turns out that half the cost you're paying for prescription drugs does not go to the company. Half of it <laughs> does not go to the manufacturer. And Dan, you look kind of quizzical. You you didn't know that either. I did not know that. Because you assume that the company's sitting here, you know, like a bunch of Scrooges rubbing their hands. <laughs> We're going to fleece them again. Because we hear all these stories about them jacking the price up. Right. Uh, the EpiPen was a classic right. example. Oh, yeah. There is a diabetes uh, uh, device. Okay, now here's David's story. A plan is moving forward in the legislature to lower the cost of prescription drugs for New Jersey residents. The plan calls for establishment of state bulk purchasing cooperatives and creating a prescription drug affordability board. Now, he continues, not such a good idea, says pharmaceutical industry, which you might imagine. They say such boards have had bad influence on patient access. Now, he doesn't get into that uh, completely, but here's what a spokesman for the, uh, during these hearings that they're having, they had spokesperson for the pharmaceutical industry, 
said 40% of medicine's cost, its list price, is rebated back to entities in the supply chain, <laughs> including pharmacy benefit managers, which are third-party administrators that set prices for prescription drugs. So you're talking about half of every dollar you spent, half of this $460 for pills, goes to a third-party uh, uh, price Again, and, and so there's another buzzard circling the, uh, the carcass of the, of the, the sick, <laughs> right. the lame and the halt, uh, and it's going to someone other than to research, which the company says, well, we have to put out millions and millions in research. We have to recoup that. That's fair. Uh, but they don't say we also have to put out millions and millions of dollars for these uh, uh, young ladies in the black suits who come into their doctor's office when you're sitting there, go into the back room and deliver the box of donuts and other gratuities right. to the doctor and, and, and push that's, their, uh, you give the, the that samples That certainly and helps grease the wheel, that's that for sure. Well, that's yep. okay. This, this, this is America. That's part of the game. So, but half of the money, there, there was a candidate, as I recall, and I do not recall the name, and I could be somewhat uh, imprecise about this, but it seems to me there was a candidate one time who was self-funding his campaign like the very rich people do, the current governor, Governor Corzine and the like, uh, MacArthur in the third district. Uh, so the party gets a break. They don't have to uh, uh, put out the money. But he had made that money, and I do remember it was something to do with this uh, process of uh, the prescription manager, uh, benefit manager. I don't know anything about that, but apparently this is somebody who is between the company and the uh, uh, actual distribution oh, okay. of the product. This but is also, they also work with the insurers. Oh, I thought it was just the insurers with the pharmaceutical companies. No, but now you're saying that there's a, a third. There, there's an independent. A, yes, there's a third layer there. Not not just the insurance companies themselves, but somebody between apparently that. Uh, so uh, let me do this, Peggy. Uh, I I'm not sure about this. It says use the app GoodRx. Better prices than using my prescription insurance. Makes no sense. Thank really? you, okay. Peggy. That, that's something good to know. So we'll have to check that out. I had never had to do that before because I never had a problem with it. Because I didn't generally didn't take any drugs, any prescriptions. But 40-something 40, 40 a month for one month supply, that's one pretty steep, supply. man. That's pretty big. I remember once there was on, I think it was just 60 Minutes years ago. Uh, and maybe they've corrected this problem by now. But uh, there was a, a man, a couple, who was dying of uh, kidney failure yeah. and couldn't afford the, uh, the, uh, the, the transplant of the dialysis. This was before everybody had insurance. And it was kind of sad to watch him because he knew he was going to die because yeah. he couldn't afford it. I mean, the, the, uh, the remedy was there, but he couldn't afford it. That's, you don't get it. So, oh, I, I got one thing I've got to do. And, and I, I wanted to call this, uh, what's, what planet is this? <laughs> Who's, who did the story, Dan? Which of our good writers did that story? And I'm sure I saw it on this station because that's where I get most of my, my news. <laughs> a convicted pedophile had been granted by a court the right to appeal his conviction on grounds that pedophilia, or child molesting, or molesters, is a persecuted minority. 
Well, I mean, most of us citizens will thank God they are persecuted. Right. I mean, murderers are right. certainly a persecuted minority. Yeah. But the fact that a court allows him to go ahead and pursue the case based on that, now suppose he wins, gets some harebrained he sets the president for, murder, he, for future yeah, murderers. Suppose he gets the O.J. jury. Yeah, that's it. Speaking of O.J., that's what I, I, I was asking you, what planet is this? Now, you'll love this. Uh, you remember O.J. Simpson. Who can forget? O.J. Simpson is suing the Cosmopolitan Casino in Las Vegas for damaging his reputation by banning him from the casino for drunkenness and disruptive behavior. <laughs> Oh, oh, man. The casino responded that it couldn't possibly have tarnished Simpson's reputation <laughs> because he is a convicted felon, widely believed to have killed his ex-wife and her friend. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, God. Hey, speaking of OJ, Ford is uh, gonna is putting the Ford Bronco back into production. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. You have to go out and drive one slow on the yeah. parkway. Yeah, and I wonder if they're going to be offering it <laughs> they, in white. They could do that as a special, some kind of a commemorative thing. Get everybody who has a white uh, Bronco to get in a, a, a daisy Like a parade, chain. yeah. Uh, here's, here's another one you'll love. Yale University is scrapping its renowned freshman course called Introduction to Art History. Introduction to Art of the Renaissance. In response to what they call student uneasiness about the overwhelmingly white and straight artists. <laughs> of course, I've heard rumors about the, the artists. Anyway, the professor says, now go get this. This is a course in Renaissance art. And I took such a course one time. It wasn't at Yale, but I did take such a course, a very interesting course. Uh, but he said he will teach the course for the final time this year, but now emphasized gender, class, race, and climate change. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think those are big in the Renaissance era. Where are we going, and why are we in the handbasket? Wow. I told you, I think, before, the University of Washington, a professor is calling out SpongeBob SquarePants for, for racism. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, again, I, I've, I've decided, if I don't know who is the looniest of the loony left candidates. Yeah. I'm going to support them, 100%. Hey, so... Um, because I would love to see, I think this country is in bad, bad trouble. I'd like to see the chaos that would call if you elect, uh, you know, one of these twits that you had mentioned, Dan, to the presidency. <laughs> the country would be in a total chaos, and maybe uh, you get close to being able to push some kind of a restart button. It's going to be very interesting because I, I personally, I think the fix is in for Bernie. I think they're uh, out to get him. They're 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 ready to stamp on him because he's doing too well. Well, he's who? Uh, you look at the well. They've winnowed out uh, some of the candidates. Right. Did well, they ever settle Dan and, and Bob? Did they ever settle the Iowa thing? The last I heard, they had about it was 60 like 86, 87 percent. Uh, I think it was actually 96 percent that they had. So Mayor who, Dan, Pete, who actually ended up first? Well, it's uh, uh, Mayor Pete and Sanders. Bernie Sanders are like one percentage percentage right? points. Less, less that percentage. shows that shows you know the, the problem we have. Here's this mayor of a relatively small city. What the hell has he learned in his career about running a great country? 
Absolutely even know nothing. All he's going to do, I mean, he will have great appeal to the, the festive lobby and, and certain others. And he's 37. He's just two years above the minimum age to well, become president. Well, that's all right. Kennedy wasn't that far above it either. Right, but, it turned but out president he was doing quite Kennedy well. Kennedy had a lot more experience at oh, that point. Oh, sure. He'd been in the Senate. He'd been in the Congress. Yeah. Yeah, we have, look, at, look at President Obama. He's been at least in he's Hollywood served. for a, you know, a dip or two. We have 90s as of uh, 410 this morning. Yeah. We had 96% of the vote counted. Buttigieg, Buttigieg, Mayor Pete has 26.2%. Sanders has 26.1%. Elizabeth Warren, 18%. Who was third? Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren is at third with 18%, and Biden has 15.8%. How about the other lady? Uh, Amy Klobuchar. Yeah, she, she is at 12%. I rather like She's her. right behind Biden. She seems sincere, very sincere. Um, well, Biden's in, uh, it's an interesting thing. Have they ever considered that if it turns out, and this is hypothesizing, uh, if it turns out that Biden and his son were involved in some illegal chicanery in the Ukraine, then he would be a possible candidate for impeachment if he won the presidency. But look at it this way. Let's say that it turns out that there was, a, and there are those who propose that this did happen. I don't know, but it would not be not unusual for politicians to use their leverage to uh, enhance their own position. But suppose it turns out it was, and and uh, sounds like House of Cards. Hmm? Sounds like sounds that like TV House. show, House yeah, of Cards. But but suppose that happened, uh, that that he was involved in. And again, it's it's hypothecating. But suppose it did happen, and the administration, the Trump administration in Washington, had known about it. He would Trump would be committing a crime by not pursuing this, mm. wouldn't he? Derry Knowing that an American maybe, citizen was uh, somehow involved in illegal activity with a foreign government, this this, uh, this Justice Department would have to pursue that. Yeah. So I don't know. So before we go, um, Kurt Douglas passed away at the oh, yes. ripe old age of 103. 103. Did you um, have any interviews with him? Or no, any no, never. He he was a person I I never uh, crossed paths with. Unfortunately, I'd love to have a conversation with him. But I like to mention he is the original Spartacus. Well, in the movies. Yes. Yeah, that, that's true. He is Spartacus. He was Spartacus. You got the feeling when they take pictures of him at the age of 100, he could still get up and put on the shield and gird his loins in leather thongs Kick your can and, and down go, out, the road, yeah. go out into the arena. So, well, listen, I, thanks oh, for... Oh, oh, oh I'm oh, sorry. Oh, you, one you, more no, thing. no, no, please. Um, I was watching the uh, the vote yesterday, and I was just taking note on some of the unusual names of some of the senators from some other states. Okay. All right, so we have a senator, and I'll spell it out, Senator C-R-A-P-O. Pronounces his name Crapo. So it could be. Well, you wouldn't end. pronounce it the other well, way. Well, you never know. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he had some problems <laughs> yeah, he, growing he up. He wouldn't there. use the soft name. Senator Duckworth. Yeah. That was a different name. How about uh, Senator Cinema? Really? Yeah. How does he spell it? Uh, with an S. These are S United States senators. Yep. Here's a good one. Senator Stabenow. <laughs> Stab me now. Stabenow. Whoa. Uh, doc, uh, Senator Schatz. Oh, he's Stabney now's first name is not Jack, is it? No. <laughs> Senator okay. Schatz. Senator, Sounds like whoa. he's good at cocktail parties. Schatz? Yeah. Gotta be careful with that. Hey, one. and he's probably hanging out with uh, Senator Boozman. That I, I, <laughs> Or I think he's called Bozeman, but it's spelled B O O Z M A N. Yeah. So that was a good laugh while I was watching the vote yesterday. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, and there's one guy, Senator Whitehouse. His really? Name is Senator Whitehouse. Well, he'd be a great candidate, wouldn't he? <laughs> Okay. So there uh, we go. 
Namaste. Yes, thank and, you. Uh, thank you very, very much. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. <laughs> 